Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're going to fly, we fly like eagles. Well, good morning again. It's hour two of Mornings with Carmen here on the Faith Radio Network. All right. Faith Radio is listener-supported media ministry. Um, So when we say that, especially on a day like today, when National Public Radio, NPR, is, um, you know, has announced that it is no longer going to utilize the free platform of Twitter in terms of a social media outlet through which it will distribute um, the content of its programming, um, NPR has said, you know, they don't they don't like what Elon Musk has done in terms of indicating um, that, you know, that they are influenced by the funding they receive from the federal government. NPR has responded by saying, hey, less than one percent of our funding comes from um, from the federal government. OK, but but then you have to like if you really like want to look under the hood. You got to look under the hood at how every single one of NPR's independent um, stations are funded because each one of them is also getting um, a grant from the federal government through um, the Department of Education and the Department of Commerce in these public broadcasting um the way that the public broadcasting is funded. So there is this direct federal funding of NPR writ large, but then there's also indirect federal funding because each one of NPR's member stations also gets federal funding, even if it's at a, um, you know, a a small proportional level. So just, you can look under the hood. Um, NPR is a 501c3, so their finances are out there. You can read them if you want. This is one of those, you know, be, be informed stories. And it should rightly ask you to uh, or lead you to ask, well, how how is this media ministry funded? And you should wonder about that. You know, you're listening to uh, to Faith Radio um, as a part of Northwestern Media. It's a part of the University of Northwestern St. Paul um, in St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, and how are we funded? Well, we're funded through listeners just like you. That's right. We are funded through listeners just like you. And so we are going to have a spring fundraiser here in a couple of weeks. Appreciate your praying in advance. Uh, you know, ask ask the Lord, like, hey, how would you have me release the resources that you've put under my stewardship into this ministry that more and more people can come to hear not only the good news of the gospel, but be equipped for the conversations that we have each and every day as Christians. So be praying about the spring fundraiser and the way God is going to be calling you to participate in it because you have a part. All right. Um, what do you think about the latest headline or the latest um, hot-button cultural issue? And why do you think the way you think about it? Where did you get that idea? So I was listening recently, kind of in an eavesdroppy way, I just confess, um, to two young moms. They were discussing their family plans. They got into a conversation about birth control methods. And yes, the recent firestorm surrounding the availability of abortion-inducing drugs in America. 
Both of these women profess to be Christians. They go to church. They're married to men who profess to be Christians. And yet in the, I don't know, eight to 10 minutes that I listened in on their conversation, neither one of them ever made any mention of God's creation mandate in terms of their family planning. I mean, never do they say, oh, you know what? God, um, you know, God has given us this like dominion. Uh, over creation. And a part of that is that we would be fruitful and multiply. I mean, God's plan for their family was never like a part of what I heard them saying to each other in these in these few minutes of conversation. Neither of them um, gave any consideration to how many children God wants to give them as a sacred trust. Like that was not a part of, it was like, you know, well, Billy and I want this many kids on this schedule and here's how we're accomplishing that as a part of our plan and you know and here here are you know so it was interesting it was interesting we believe what the culture says about the right of every woman including you know women who profess to be Christians to determine when and how many children they're going to have and and that's the way that everyone in the culture thinks it's not limited to, you know, the culture outside the church. It, 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 since the 1960s and the technological advent of the so-called pill, um, this is the way that people in our culture think. We think this way because we live in 21st century America. But this is not what the Bible actually says about family planning or about children um, or about how many of them a family should have. So biblically speaking, by God's design, a man and a woman marry, and part of the expression of their marital love is sex, and a regular result of sex is children, which God considers a blessing. And yes, absolutely, the Bible does deal with singleness and um, the opportunity that single people have to glorify and focus on God because they they don't have the complicating reality of another person in their life. Yes, Scripture deals with that. Absolutely. Jesus and Paul, both single. Um, scripture also deals with infertility and the challenges um, that families face on that front. But absolutely, the absolute affirmation of of the creation mandate is that a man and a woman would marry, the two would become one flesh and they would then multiply. The regular result of sex is children, which God considers a blessing. God conceives of them long before we do. God plans them. God knows them. God knits them together. They're God's image bearers. They're his handiwork. We just get to be like shepherds and guardians for a time. That is not the way people think about children today. It's just not. We've commodified them in ways that um, are, is really hard to describe. So I want you to spend a little time thinking about the families in the Bible, how many children Abraham had, how many children David had, how many children uh, Mary and Joseph had beyond Jesus. I want you to, um, to think about children and the way God thinks about children and then say, am I getting my ideas about children and the family today from the Bible or am I getting them from the culture? Yep, there you go. That's uh, an, an ongoing conversation we're going to be having here. Sammy Perez is going to join us next. He's the director of Grassroots as a part of Prison Fellowship, and we're going to talk about Second Chance Month. When's the last time you needed a second chance? When's the last time you gave someone a second chance? That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Throw me a like. 
like a stone in the water. Watch the mud rise up. Dress me like a lamb. Sammy Perez is joining us now from Prison Fellowship. Sammy, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Good morning, Carmen. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Talk with us about um, Second Chance Month and invite us into um, participating in unique ways in our own local communities. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Second Chance Month uh, is an initiative that was started by Prison Fellowship back in 2017. Um, And it's a a nationwide uh, effort to raise awareness uh, of the barriers that are faced by men and women who live with a criminal record. Um, our, our goal really is to uh, help to unlock second chances for uh, the, these men and women. Um, we know that right now there's uh, one in three Americans actually have a criminal record. So it's a, a pervasive uh, challenge that a lot of folks face when it comes to obtaining things like employment, uh, housing, uh, education, uh, voting, and things of that nature. So our goal is to uh, continue to uh, help churches, help communities, help everyday individuals understand how uh, they can actually become uh, involved in helping to unlock second chances for these folks. So um, some of our key focuses this year uh, during Second Chance Month, we actually have a a social media awareness campaign that's titled Be the Key. Um, Anyone uh, in the nation obviously could take part in that um, all you need is a, a key and a, a phone and post on your uh, favorite social media uh, platform uh, about uh, why you uh, care about second chances, why you support second chances using the hashtag be the key. Um, and there's tons of, of other um, ways that folks can get involved. Um, Prison Fellowship is actually we're hosting our premier prayer walk uh, in Columbus, Ohio, which is going to be this Saturday, April 15th. Um, if, if folks want to learn more about some of the other events or all the other things that are, are happening around the nation regarding Second Chance Month, you can visit our website at www.unlocksecondchances.org. All right, I'm typing it in. Unlocksecondchances.org. Unlocksecondchances.org. Um, all the Be the Key resources are there as well. Um, if you hit the Get Involved tab um, there on, on Prison Fellowship's um, web page. You'll also see tons of other stuff you can engage in as well. Mm-hmm. Start unlocking opportunities by standing up for second chances. When you think about um, unlocking opportunities for people who are formerly incarcerated, um, I'd love, Sammy, when we come back in just a moment, I'd love for you to just to share, like, what are some assumptions that we make about people who have been incarcerated um, help us like walk into these conversations, maybe with our church, help us walk into the conversation with our neighbors, help us walk into the conversation with a formerly incarcerated person. Like, how do I even begin to approach that? Can you equip us in that way when we come back? Absolutely. Fantastic. We're going to continue our conversation with Sammy Perez. He's the director of Grassroots as part of Prison Fellowship. We're going to send you um, to uh, the website where you can unlock second chances at Prison Fellowship. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, 
all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. You got something to say if you're living, if you're breathing, you got something to say. We're continuing our conversation with Sammy Perez. He's the director of Grassroots as a part of Prison Fellowship. We're going to send you to unlocksecondchances.org to learn about how you can help unlock second chances for formerly incarcerated individuals here um, in, in the United States. Talk with us about um, some of the barriers that formerly incarcerated individuals face and then how we can like start engaging this conversation, maybe at church, maybe with our neighbors, maybe with a formerly incarcerated individual. Yeah, absolutely. So um, some of the barriers that, that folks face, I, I mentioned earlier, which are um, basic barriers to things like employment, uh, housing, uh, access to education, um, so, uh, Carmen, I actually spent close to one third of my life in prison um, and was released uh, back in 2011. And uh, upon my release, I, I, I had a desire to do well and um, wanted to, um, to to come back home and to, to be able to contribute uh, to society, but was uh, met with a lot of different barriers um, when it came to employment. Uh, I actually um, was, uh, I was interviewed several times for positions that I actually was qualified for um, and at one point even offered uh, a position uh, only to find out later that due to my criminal record um, that I was uh, not going to be able to obtain that that position. So uh, oftentimes we know that, you know, uh, once an individual has has faced their consequences, um, you know, whatever, in whatever uh, their situation may have been, uh, oftentimes that criminal record sort of lives with them. Uh, so it's oftentimes either a, a lifelong uh, stigma and or just general barriers that that folks face. So, um, you know, at, at Prison Fellowship, it is our belief that as, as Christians, we are called to action and called to accountability. You know, scripture is clear in, in, in the book of Isaiah, where the prophet tells us to to learn to do good and to seek justice and to correct oppression. You know, all of those are, are, are active tense, right? And 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 seeking justice and, and correcting oppression. And um, you know, in uh, the book of Matthew, you know, the disciple tells us to remember those in prison as if we were there with them in prison. Uh, and you know, it is it is due to these sort of mandates in scripture that um, you know we we really believe that. Uh, we need as Christians, we should step into this space and and we should be a part of uh, these conversations. And um, you know, one thing I would also acknowledge is that uh, these are complex conversations, right? Because uh, we're not saying that individuals shouldn't be held accountable. Um, you know, by by all means, if people break the law uh, and then if they harm society, we believe that accountability um, is the appropriate response, right? That that's that's what what God's you know view of justice would uh, would call um, for. So, you know, we 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 seek accountability, but at the same time, um, try to find ways that we can help individuals be restored, right, and be able to access a second chance and and to reach. Uh, their full potential. So if, you know, I were encouraging individuals or churches and and how they can, you know, uh, start to step into this space or even have conversations with with folks uh, who may have a criminal record, you know, I would say that uh, the position, the first position we should take should be one of a humble 
position, mm-hmm. uh, recognizing that we all at some point have needed a second chance. Now, you know, we all may not We're have Christians. Have the law. I mean, like, yeah, right, absolutely. this is our, like, this is our, this should be um, an easy conversation for us to have because we should be able to say, look, you know, all, it's not just that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I have sinned. I have needed a second chance. I'm a second chance person as a Christian. Like, that is the acknowledgement of who we are. Um, we celebrate and revel in the letters that Paul writes from where? From prison. Like, we we have prison epistles in the Bible. Like, we yeah. we glorify a formerly incarcerated dude named Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, we find it really hard in our culture um, to, I don't know, it's somehow, uh, I, I know Christians for whom it is easier to do ministry in in jail, in prison, in lockup, like with those who are incarcerated than it is for us to walk with people once they've served their time and actually help them live a restored life. There is a, we we are broken on, I'm just going to go ahead and confess, we are broken on this front, Sammy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Carmen, I I think a part of that really is, um, it's the way that we view these men and women, right? And I think oftentimes the, um, you know, the way that, uh, the media, the way that uh, movies sort of portray people who are in prison, oftentimes, you know, we can um, sort of adopt those things. And and those things can be fearful, right? When, when you think about, you know, uh, individuals who have committed heinous crimes and things like that. And reality are, are, is that th- those people do exist. But for the good portion of folks who find themselves incarcerated, um, I think if if we as Christians were to allow ourselves to become more proximate to these mm-hmm. people, we would learn that these folks are, they're, they're people just like us. Uh, they're, they're made in the image of God. They have human dignity. They have dreams and, and hopes and, and aspirations just like we do. Um, and I think that, you know, that, that, that plays a, a big part in it, right? If we're able to, to, to view these individuals just like us, right? Then that, um, I think will, will really equip us to, um, have the boldness, right, and and not to to walk in fear or worry about you know whether an individual is is like this or what what did what crime did they commit or things of that nature. And um, you know, obviously, we want to walk in prudence, but at the same time, um, you know, we want to be able to extend a second chance to folks who have uh, earned society's trust back and are ready to be contributing citizens. Yeah, it's so good. If you're listening right now and um, you resonate with what we're saying and you want to be more fully equipped, you want to engage, unlock secondchances.org. This is Second Chance Month. We want to celebrate um, the Ministry of Prison Fellowship. For those of you not familiar with Prison Fellowship and its connection to the Colson Center, um, that might be something you want to research as well. We really value our partnership with John Stone Street and um, we air their programs during um, during Mornings with Carmen every single day. This is a ministry that we love, that um, I highly value. And so I want you to know more about it. So visit unlocksecondchances.org and see how you can personally engage. Sammy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your witness, your testimony, and your work. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Carmen, for having me. Absolutely. That's Sammy Perez. You can connect with him at prisonfellowship.org. And again, unlock secondchances.org. You you literally, you hold the key. You can be the key. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is Faith Radio. 
when you think about um, the challenges that parents are facing today, particularly parents of school-age children, um, how much partnership are we engaging in in terms of not just being members of a church, but actually like supporting families in our churches who have school-age children? Are you engaged in the children's ministry of your church? Do you volunteer? Um, if so, you know, I mean, like, it, it's a bit of a hassle, like, right, because you have to go through a background check and you have to renew those credentials every single year. Um, but, like, that's our role and responsibility as the body of Christ and active members of it. Like, how am I actively engaged in caring for families in my church so that my church can provide the kind of programming that not only do our families need, but that other families would be attracted to. So we're going to continue an ongoing conversation that we've been having with Awana. Um, It's a very, very large child discipleship ministry. Um, And the head of it is Matt Markins. And Matt um, talks on all kinds of challenging issues that, uh, that parents are facing today, in addition to connecting parents and churches with really good child discipleship resources. So we talk with Awana frequently about child discipleship um, and how churches can be effectively equipped to engage in child discipleship and to equip parents to disciple their own children. Sometimes we want to turn to experts like this and have conversations about really challenging things that parents and grandparents are dealing with today. And so today, the topic is transgenderism. Transgenderism, children, and the gospel. Do you um, know a family who has a child who is presenting as something other than their biological gender? Do you have a family in your church who maybe has a young adult child who is now presenting um, as non-binary or non-conforming, gender non-conforming? How are you coming alongside that family? Or are you just avoiding them? Yeah, we don't want to, you don't want to avoid the people and we don't want to avoid the conversation. We want to be equipped to have it. So we're going to have Matt Markins here next and we're going to talk about transgenderism, children, and the gospel. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. This is Faith Radio. Matt Markins is joining us. He's the president of Awana. Good morning, my friend. Hey, good morning, Carmen. Good to be with you again. It's wonderful to have you. When people think about Awana, they think about um, the way we're helping children understand what the Bible says and um, the way that people in churches are engaging children in discipleship. And then we come to conversations like this and we say, hey, People in children's ministry and people in churches need to be equipped and families need to be equipped to walk with children through some really thorny issues of the day. So when is the first time that you maybe had a ministry leader or somebody in the church say, hey, Matt, we need some help with transgenderism? That's such a great question, and I, I actually do remember the moment. I, I joined the organization in 2013, and if you're living in perhaps Portland or Boston, New York City, or San Francisco, maybe you've been having these conversations for a decade or even longer, 
But the first phone call we received on this issue was in 2017. And we had a leader call and say, hey, we're experiencing this in our ministry, a child, a young person coming and saying, hey, I'm born this gender, but I really think I'm another gender. What are we supposed to do about this? And since that time period in 2017, this has become an increasingly prevalent issue. But I want to give you two reasons why I think this is important, and I can say it really briefly. Uh, the first one is that every uh, every ministry and every child is living in an environment. We, we call this cultural formation. You might hear about transgenderism and children, all of a sudden hear Awana and start to get spooked and say, oh no, why, are, why is Awana talking about these things? It's because our children are living in an environment where these narratives are coming at them. So it's our job as leaders and parents to help equip our children to thrive in their faith with resilience in this age. But the second thing I want to say, Carmen, is Awana is rooted in the gospel, centered on scripture, and we will never move one inch off of the Bible. So when we talk about this, we talk about this with great compassion, but also with faithful resiliency, not moving one inch away from the scriptures. If you go to awana.org, um, one of the things that you're going you're gonna to find there really, really quickly are all of these child discipleship resources for your church and your home. Um, and, and among them um, are the resources that we're talking about today, um, child discipleship resources for churches and parents. And so when we talk, um, uh, Matt, when we talk about this issue, we want to be grounded in Scripture. We want to remind ourselves what the Bible actually says about how God made us. Um, I think that it, it's always important when we're approaching conversations with children, with young people, you know, to be sure we're telling them the truth, we're telling them the positive side of things, because, again, they are being formed in the culture, which is telling yes. them a lot of other things. Yeah. Absolutely. And so uh, this conversation has really been about the evolution of self in our culture. Uh, you, you're probably very familiar with Dr. Carl Truman and his work on this, and he's been a huge gift to the church in helping us understand how did we how do we arrive at a culture where it's normative in the dominant culture for someone to say, hey, I'm a man trapped in a woman's body. So how did we get to that moment? So Dr. Carl Truman does a great job in his book, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self, of helping us understand the evolution of self in our culture over the last two or 300 years and how this has become so normal in the dominant culture and really by also giving us good insight in how to remain biblically faithful uh, to God's design in today's world. And so therefore, with us, with you and I in the church, how, are we, how can we help our kids navigate this really tricky upside down situation? Yeah, tell us um, if we go and um, to childdiscipleship.com and we want to download the Gender Identity Parent Guide, yeah. what are some of the things we're going to find in there? Because that's really you, just, I mean, you have such great resources, and I really want people to go and get them. Yeah, we've got uh, two, two key websites. You already mentioned awana.org, but the, the resource where you can quickly and easily find the free resources you're referring to is childdiscipleship.com. So if you go to childdiscipleship.com, just by barely scrolling, you're going to see two really key resources. One of them is the gender discussion guide. We've created this resource for parents because you, you, you and I are seeing the same thing as we scan the headlines, school board meetings and parents erupting and, 
you know, the parents are so confused on why is this gender ideology stuff creeping into our school system so aggressively. This guide is going to give you as a parent or a grandparent or a pastor uh, the really the, the kind of the know-how to how do I how do I navigate this conversation in my home and in my church community it's it's a huge help and it's a free resource and it's located on childdiscipleship.com but the the second resource I'm excited about if you click on the article on that same website childdiscipleship.com on this same topic of transgenderism children of the gospel you'll see on that page this this documentary we've created, it's a three-part teaching series, documentary-style teaching with Dr. Carl Truman. It will blow your mind. It's beautiful. It's well done. You could use it in a small group or in your living room. It's a really well-done piece, and it will really equip you as a parent or as a leader. All right. If you're listening right now and you just want um, me to text you the fast link to all of this, um, just text me. Text me anything at 877-933-2484. If it's already in your phone, then I can just give you the bounce back um, link really fast to all of this. Um, If you're listening uh, to this as a podcast, you're going to want to go to childdiscipleship.com. Um, the article is Transgenderism, Children, and the Gospel, and from there you can get um, the hot links to the teaching uh, video series that Matt is talking about with Dr. Carl Truman. He walks us through, like, how did we get here and what can we do about it? Um, yep. It's excellent for us as parents and as church leaders as well. And then you can also download the Gender Identity Parent Guide. It's free. Um, we really want you to make use of this. And so, I mean, that's why Awana has developed it. It's why we're talking about it today. You need these resources. You need to be equipped. And so we want to help make that happen. Childdiscipleship.com or just text me anything to 877-933-2484 and I'll, um, I'll send you the direct link on your phone. Um, Matt, let's, um, <clears throat> let's dig into um, some of the things that um, that parents and church leaders are going to encounter um, in the gender identity parent guide. What are what are some of the things that in there where we're equipping people with biblical wisdom for this rapidly changing world? Well, f- f- I think the the biggest overall arching idea is that that we need spine and heart to thrive in this world today. Think of Daniel in the Old Testament; he was raised in the Jewish system, but pushed out into Babylonian culture. Daniel lived with spine and heart, right? He was he he lived with a deep rootedness to the Jewish system and living the life of a disciple with prayer and memorize. He had the scripture memorized, right? So he lived with faithful resiliency, that's spine, but he also had heart and compassion to understand the culture he was a part of to learn how to navigate it. And we as parents and church leaders we, we live in a world where uh, we have to have that level of spine and heart. So spine is that deep rootedness and that's convictional Christianity. It's thousands of years of rootedness in the scriptures. Human sexuality doesn't change with the our, our view of it doesn't change with the, the as the tides go in and out. Our view is is faithfully consistent to the to the Bible. But the way we engage the culture, the way we listen, the way we have compassion to walk alongside of people, uh, we need to look at it from those two lenses at the highest level. Okay, I do love um, how um, how some people take me so literally. <clears throat> you don't need to text the word anything. You can just text anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you to those of you who are texting in. I'm I'm sending out the link right now. You can. 
Just text me eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. Will um, will send you the direct link that will take you to um, the article at childdiscipleship.com. I'm transgenderism, children, and the gospel. In that article are all the links to the teaching uh, video series that's free. Um, features Carl Truman, who we love, and also um, the way that you can download the Gender Identity Parent Guide that Matt Markins and I are talking about right now. Let's take a very brief break. We come back. We're going to continue this conversation. Again, if you want these links, just text me, 877-933-2484, and I'll uh, shoot it over to you on your phone. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. 150 million people, 150 million people actively use one particular app every month in the United States of America. I want that to be the Faith Radio app. How about you? If you're wondering how you could be encouraged in your faith at any time, anywhere, well, I got good news for you. There's literally an app for that. You can listen to Faith Radio live, any show on demand, no matter where you are at any time of the day or night. Download the free Faith Radio app right now. It's super easy. Just text the word app to 877-933-2484 and click the link. Let's connect faith to life. Wake the All right, I don't know how many people would have to click on the link for us to crash the uh, Child Discipleship website, but I don't know. Let's see if we can do it. Childdiscipleship.com. You can uh, text me at 877-933-2484 and join the, I don't know, 100 other people who've already texted in and said, yeah, those are resources that I want and need. We are talking with Matt Markins. We're talking about transgenderism, children, and the gospel. You can find the resources directly at childdiscipleship.com. Or again, just text me and we'll send you the link, 877-933-2484. Matt, when you talk with church leaders, when you talk with children's ministry pastors, um, walk, uh, walk with us into some of those conversations. I'm, I'm imagining my sweet you know, children's ministry pastor and how he works so diligently to equip families and equip us as church members to disciple the children in our church. And I can only imagine how hard his job has gotten. So can you just give us a little bit of a heart today for people who are in ministry positions in local churches? You know, that, that's, that's one of the most important questions, because what, what we've realized as we've created these resources is the tremendous amount of fear around this specific issue. You know, when we first we, we created a think tank conversation, a, a really a, a small conference around this just about two months ago, and we facilitated that. And we were surprised by the amount of fear in the room. Everyone is afraid to talk about this because a parent doesn't want their child uh, to be shunned or to get in trouble, you know, because this is a big aggressive engine that's really pushing a lot of this thinking through our education system in particular. So there's just a lot of fear, which is why I think the gender guide is a great place to start because it will really break the conversation down into really basic pieces. Can I just read you like a couple of the headlines in the gender Please. guide? Yeah. yeah. So what is gender identity? That's like the first part, just basic, basic, uh, asking, answering that basic question. Uh, they believe meaning and morality are no longer from a higher power. Gender is now seen as the final destination for understanding the self. Gen Z's primary question is who am I? Gender in education, gender in politics, and social media. So we really break the conversation down 
in a way where parents begin to get the key insights to understand, hey, what is this thing? How is it moving and how can I understand it? Because at the end of the day, it's not just a movement. It's about individual children and how they're being influenced. And this resource will give you tools in your tool belt to help you know how to take some really practical steps today. All right. And if um, I'm listening right now and I'm saying to myself, I really want my um, my church to be equipped in this way, I, I would love to send my family ministry pastor or our whole team um, to be equipped to do this, to be able to you know sit at a round table and listen to um, people talk about this and then to get to talk with one another about it as we um, approach these conversations Invite people to the Child Discipleship Forum, both in person and online, this this coming September. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's two uh, to, to respond to that question. I think there's really two practical things. One of them is what you mentioned. It's the Child Discipleship Forum. So if you just go to Google and you type in Child Discipleship Forum, that's also the URL, childdiscipleshipforum.com. That is the national gathering to sit down together with other leaders, not only hear the lectures, we'll have 16 lectures over the course of two days, but it's also built around roundtables. And we did this for a reason because this is not just about receiving information. It's about participating in dialogue and conversations, the conversations of our day about what's shaping our children and how can we shape them to be disciples of Jesus Christ in a rapidly changing world. So if that if that is intriguing to you, you got to come to the Child Discipleship Forum. It is in Nashville, but you can also host it at your church online. So you can uh, buy the on-site license. It's out two or $300. It's very affordable to put a whole group through that for such a low cost. And so go check that out on childdiscipleshipforum.com. But the other resource that I wanted to mention, which is free, which we've already discussed, is that Carl Truman, it's about a 45-minute teaching series. It's in three parts. It's free. It's on childdiscipleship.com. That would be a way to kick off a little one-hour or two-hour event at your church by playing that video in three parts. And I'm telling you, it's beautiful. It's well done. It's got space to rest and think. Your 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 team is really going to enjoy that piece. Well, and he's just nice to listen to. It, well, British British never hurts. <laughs> <laughs> British British never hurts. Somehow I can pay I can pay much more close attention for a much longer period of time when uh, when somebody is teaching me something in that mm, lovely lilting little voice. Um, yes. Yeah, we love Carl Truman. Um, I'll just confess to you the first time that we had him on and he came uh, he, he came to talk uh, with us. I was like, Carl, I had to have a thesaurus out when, you know, when I read your book. And um, and now there is a more accessible version yes. um, of the same book. And so when we talk about <clears throat> um, expressive individualism and we hear that language, it, it it's almost become like this common reference point. And that's pretty incredible because this is something that Carl's only been talking about like out loud in this way for a couple of years. And now yes. we can, we can point to it because it's so, it's like true truth. And we're like, okay, yeah. when we talk about expressive individualism, this is what it is. This is how it's happened. Um, this is how we can identify it. And this is, um, this is the gospel response to it. So again, um, Carl Truman's video series, which Awana, um, hosted and has posted at childdiscipleship.com. You can get that. You can get the gender identity um, parent guide as well as um, this just really engaging 
um, article that Matt wrote, and all of it's at childdiscipleship.com. If you want a direct link to it, just send me a text at 877-933-2484, and I'll, um, I'll send that link directly to your phone. Um, Matt, how can, we, how can we encourage parents today who are really, um, they're fearful. They, they're fearful of sending their kids to school. They're fearful of sending their kids to somebody else's house and having a sleepover. They're, they're fearful of putting a phone in their child's hand. Can you just speak? I know it's not directly related to you know, this particular topic, but I just feel like parents are living in so much fear today. They are, and, and I can tell you what has given me a greater confidence in this world, and it's insight and community. When I have insight that helps me to understand, like, aha, now I understand what's going on here. Insight is a great tool to give me increased confidence. So when we're talking about these free resources on childdiscipleship.com, if you're living in fear right now because of these issues, go get those free resources because they're going to give you extra insight, which is going to boost your confidence. It's going to boost your hope. But the second piece is community. We, we don't need to be driving home from work every day in the car, fretting over these issues all by ourselves and not discussing these with other trusted people. So I would ask myself, who are the people who I have like-mindedness with that I could share these resources with and we could discuss them together? Carmen, when I'm sitting over coffee discussing issues, these heavy issues with my dearest trusted friends, it increases my level of hope and confidence because I'm not alone. So insight and community are two key resources to help us as Christ followers in today's world to boost that level of hope and encouragement in the midst of this uh, crazy cultural chaos. Matt, thank you so much for who you are, um, how you're living, what you're doing every day. Thank you for equipping us as your brothers and sisters in Christ uh, in terms of our own child discipleship, um, the raising up of resilient disciples. Thank you for this particular um, conversation today and the resources you've provided, uh, you know, on this really, really critical issue of transgenderism, children, and the gospel. We we appreciate you. Appreciate you. It's always good chatting with you, Carmen. Likewise. That's Matt Markins. You can find him at childdiscipleship.com, also awana.org. And again, if you want the direct link for all the resources we've been talking about today, just text me, 877-933-2484. We'll send a direct link right back to your phone. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. All right. Thank you to um, all of you who are texting in, not only, um, you know, so that I can send you the info back, but those of you who are texting in, hey, don't forget about the dark history of transgenderism. Um, You know, there's a video, a John Mooney video related to that. Or thank you to those of you who reminded me about the conversation we had with Abigail Schreier on science and the transgender phenomenon and young people. And thank you for those of you who are also pointing to resources available for Um, parents of older kids. Um, Focus on the Family has great resources on this as well, um, and they break it down into age groups. um, And so you can check that out as well. We want you to be equipped. We want you to have access to the resources that are being produced by so many people in the Christian community today, because this is a conversation that we're having 
um, or maybe we're not having or we're not having very effectively and we absolutely need need to. So let us know how we can serve you um, and the challenges that you're facing. You can always text us 877-933-2484. Thank you so much for this conversation today. Appreciate it if you'd share it with someone else. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.